Hey everybody, welcome to the One More Thing podcast for Marsh Creek Community Church. I'm Ryan Stockton, the pastor here, joined by my wife, Andrea. Hello, friends. Hey, hey. So uh, this week, uh, I guess yesterday at uh, my in my sermon, I gave an illustration in the sermon and it generated some conversations. So we figured we'd kind of talk about this a little bit. So uh in my in my sermon, uh, you can and actually on the Sunday on Monday, you can see it if you receive the Sunday on Mondays on Monday afternoons, uh, you can see this illustrated actually in the in that email. But here's here's the illustration. You've got this mountain top. If you like, picture a triangle with the top being the top of the mountain, and God or heaven is up at the top, and at the bottom are all these different various starting points. And sometimes you can see that those various starting points as different religions or different. Uh, worldviews or, or conceptions of reality or whatever. And each of those starting points tells you, each of those concepts or worldviews tells you what you have to do, what you have to accomplish, what you need to do to get, to climb the mountain to get to God or heaven. Uh, and, and also that all of those uh, religions or faiths or can, or you know worldviews are also all everyone's always just trying to get to the same God. Everyone's just pursuing the same God. All faiths are just different paths to the same God. And the point I was making in the sermon yesterday didn't necessarily have to do with that, although I did talk about the exclusive claims of, of Christianity just a little bit. But it was more about the fact that there was nothing that we could do in Christianity. We believe that there's nothing we could do to earn our way to heaven. There's nothing we could. We can't, on our own, get to the top of the mountain, and we're, we're unable to do that. And so God, in the Incarnation, came down to us, to the bottom of the mountain, uh, to, because we couldn't, we couldn't get there ourselves. Uh, and so, so that was the illustration. So I was, making, I was mainly making the point that Jesus came down to us. His Incarnation was uh, what gives us hope because he came down to be with us. So that was the main point. However, the side point of that is that then not all of these religions are in fact true or mm. don't exactly jive. And, and that's what generated some of the conversations. So are you saying that, how can, how can you say that all these other religions are wrong? You know, I've got Muslim mm. friends, I've got atheist friends, I've got Jewish friends, and how can you say that they're wrong? How, how, how dare you, really? Um, and... And so, it, yeah, that's that's tough because that that hits hard for me too. It's it's an emotional, um, it, it hits your emotions hard. So it's an emotional response to that. And if, if we're being honest, I don't respond very emotionally ha- happy to that either. You know, like the the exclusive claim of Christianity being that it is the that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father to God except through Jesus, um, it doesn't hit well when you think about your friends or classmates or coworkers or friends who, family members or whoever who don't believe in mm-hmm. Jesus. Um, so it's certainly, there's an emotional component to this conversation. Um, and it's not easy, right? The exclusivity claims of Jesus, they're not, it's not easy. Yeah, for for a long time, um, particularly in a previous ministry setting, Ryan, you and I would talk about how we wanted we wanted to make the a a church community and or experience on a Sunday or outside of that 
something that was accessible to everyone so that they could then understand what was going on, not feel alienated before they even came through the lobby, mm. <laughs> right? Mm. Um, so that they could encounter the truth of the gospel. Mm-hmm. But if anything was going to alienate someone or turn them away, we wanted to be the gospel. Not that we want people to turn away. <laughs> Let me, <laughs> right. you know, right, clarify. Yeah. Yeah. But you you can't get around it. Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. we are making a claim that that Jesus was God. He mm. claimed to be God and yeah. God's son. He yeah. claimed to be the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And so mm. then we have a reckoning. Do we want to yeah. believe what he said mm. or not? Um, you know, for me, it's when I wrestle with this, it's always helped. I'm going to say to frame it in the positive instead of the negative okay. <laughs> and follow for a minute. Um, And that is, God did not desire that anyone should perish. He did not Mm. want to send another flood and destroy the whole world again. Mm. He he came to us because he loves us. And his invitation is open to every single person. Mm -hmm. Um, And on the flip side of that, I... I like to to view, and I think this is biblical, but I like <laughs> to see eternity as an extension of now. And so if someone spends their whole life saying there is no God, I want nothing to do with you, at the moment that someone's physical body dies, why would God at that moment force that person to have a relationship with him and be with him. Mm. You know, mm. I, you know, if we really believe that there is choice that humans have, um, you know, I, I know there are some sticky situations about, okay, well, what if someone hasn't believed and we, you know, we or didn't know, never heard. And we can kind of talk about that in a moment, but that mm. my, the idea being, he is a, a God of love. He's extended his arms to everyone. Mm. He's given his followers a mandate to tell everyone, mm-hmm. <laughs> to try to let everyone hear, right? Yeah. And, but he's, but because he's given us the option to choose him, which then maintains actual love in that relationship because mm. there's choice, Yeah. then he's not going to change our minds for us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you talk about the, the burden of knowledge, right? And and so, you know, what about these, you know, isolated people groups who have never heard of Jesus, you know, and they die out and having never heard the words of Jesus preached. I believe that God is merciful and that he is just and that he takes that into account. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I do believe that. I don't know what that means, but I believe that we're kind of, we're accountable for what we know, you know, and the decisions that we make based on that. Uh, and, and so, I believe that there is justice that God does, uh, that he exercises. We've even heard of people groups that have visions or dreams where Jesus is revealed to them. Yeah. If people haven't been able to go Mm -hmm. take the word to them, God himself does that sometimes. And so it's really super cool. And But, you know, like here in the States, uh, regardless, you know... (laughs) 
most people have at least heard about Jesus and 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 it's incredible we're an incredibly churched culture and stuff whether whether the church is doing a good job that's a whole other question <laughs> entirely um, but yeah I mean the 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 claims of, of Christianity at their core, it's an exclusive claim uh, because we believe it's true. And, and you know, Andrew and I were talking about this offline, just how, you know, we, we shouldn't be surprised that a faith claims that it's true. Right. We, we would ex- I, I would think that we would at least expect that if, if a faith says, yes, we believe this is true. But there's other ways that could maybe do it too. It basically undercuts the whole concept of true, of truth, because the whole concept of truth is an exclusive concept, right? If something is true, then that means the things that are not that thing are not true. Uh, and so it shouldn't surprise us that a faith claims to be true, and and therefore there's an exclusivity that surrounds that. Um, you know, to what Andrea was saying before, there's so many barriers to people coming to church and coming to God. And what Andrea and I have, you know, always said is, you know, let, let's remove as many barriers as possible to getting people to come to God. And if they're going to be offended, let's not let them be offended by the fact that we're jerks. Let's not let them be offended by the fact that we're going to make them change. We're going to make you change to be, to dress the way we like, to listen to the kind of music we like, to, you know, to behave and say the right words and whatever else in order to be accepted by us at the church. No, let's get rid of that stuff. Let's lower those barriers so that way people can come. And if they're going to be offended by something, it's probably going to be this, mm-hmm. the exclusivity claims of Christ. Um. But again, that's, that hits me emotionally mm-hmm. uh, because it, it sucks if we have friends or family who don't believe that. Um, but again, that's kind of, you know, lighting a fire under us to, <laughs> mm-hmm. to talk to them, you know. Um, and, and another thing about the whole concept of truth is <sighs> holding something to be true doesn't necessarily mean that you... The person that you disagree with is therefore unvaluable, completely abhorrent to you, and you treat them like garbage, right? It doesn't mean that you don't accept and love others. Whether people are Christians or not, everyone is an image bearer of God, mm-hmm. and we, that's what we believe. And so we, we believe that we need to treat people as such with respect and dignity and honor and love and, and compassion and acceptance. Um, And so the fact that we are making, that we are not making, but holding to the exclusive claims that Jesus himself made, uh, this isn't our idea. Right. I wouldn't have chosen this. (laughs) It doesn't sound as nice, but this is the, this is the claims of Jesus himself uh, to be the the one and only way to God and, and, and so to life. But one of the, (laughs) one of the biggest things that God rips on the on the Israelites for in the Old Testament and uh, has the harshest words for are are the way that we treat others, whether they are Jewish or not in the Old Testament or, or followers of the way or not in the New Testament. One of the biggest things that God harps on his followers for is the way that we treat people. And he, he wants us to treat people well uh, as representatives of Jesus. Um, Jesus was making all these really exclusive claims, and yet people... Not the religious elites, but everyone else seemed to love him, flocked to him. And he had some hard teachings for sure, 
Um, but uh, but holding something to be true doesn't mean that you have to be a jerk to other people. You can still love others. Andrea and I know uh, plenty of other people who are atheists, who are of other faiths, who have treated us brilliantly, who love us, and we would disagree on our in our on our faiths, uh, what we believe about God and things like that, but. But we still treated each other civilly and with love and grace. Uh, so I feel like it would be a false claim to say that if we believe that Christianity is the the correct religion, then that means we are being hmm. ugly or mean to other people of other faiths or who don't believe Christianity. Um, it's a tough teaching. We're not taken away from that. but But it doesn't mean that we can't love other people. Um, yeah. Do you have any anything else with that? Yes. Um, you know, if we stick with the mountain analogy for a minute, yeah, probably further than we should. But <laughs> it's not in the Bible, right? Right. So, yeah. That, that is not a scriptural. That is yeah. not a scriptural analogy. Yes. Somebody made scriptural. that up. Who who wants everybody to feel included, right? <laughs> who has this kind of pluralistic perspective of oh, everyone right. can be yeah, true, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, right. But in some ways, I think everyone is looking for mm. the same God. And we might not all call him the same thing, but I think it's a, it's a deep within us mm. knowing or desire or awareness of mm. something supreme, mm. right? Yeah. And and we've all, you know, kind of like ancient mythology or something, come up with our own stories, <laughs> right? In in all yeah. of, lots of these situations, yeah. or they're seeing parts of right. parts of God in His character. Because mm-hmm. I do believe that part of Him is knowable to us, yeah, by the fact that we are human and we therefore bear some of the image of God. Mm-hmm. That we observe His creation, and therefore we in all of things created are seeing some of God, right? right? But you said something earlier about how, well, if only God himself would could could just settle this for us, right? Who's yeah. right? Yeah, if God showed up miraculously and said, this is the correct religion for you to follow, to get to me, that would make it so much easier. But he... But he... He did. Right. <laughs> that's what we that's what we believe. So, yeah, like what Andrea right. is saying, like what she's not saying is that we are all just searching for the same God and we just have different names for him and different ways to get there to the same God. What we what she is saying and what we are saying is that um the pursuit of God, of a faith of higher deeper meaning that is uh, a proof that there is a God out there. And that is, is right. a burden placed on us right. by God himself to draw us to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the fact that so many people have this desire to connect yeah. with. Yeah. That's a God-given thing right. to draw us to himself. And yet he has shown us. He has revealed himself as God. He has shown us who he is and his character, his desires. And he has mm-hmm. shown up in the in the flesh, literally. Right. He showed up in the flesh. Uh, to, to show us. And so we believe that it's not... In addition to all of the other times that he interacted with Israel and others yeah. along the way, right? Yeah. And a lot yeah. of what we <laughs> yeah. can yeah. learn from the Bible, like mm-hmm. his revelation is in all yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah, we haven't just had 
prophets the whole way. We haven't just mm-hmm. had witnesses. We've had God himself. And that's, again, it's kind of a unique claim of Christianity where mm-hmm. uh, the God of our worship, the God of our creation, not of our creation that we created him, but the God of our substance who, who created us, the God mm-hmm. who created us, came down into his creation to reveal himself to us. And we see that even in the beginning, before the fall, before all of that, God created this beautiful world and wanted to walk with his creation. Mm. He wanted to do that from the beginning. Um, And then when he came down in the flesh, he had to live perfectly because we couldn't. And then he had to die because of our sin and the death that was ours to do, to die. And he did that. He decided to die. He he decided. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, he decided (laughs) to do that. Um, So... Yeah, yeah, we do believe that God did kind of reveal himself, didn't he? And say, hey, mm. hey guys, over here. <laughs> yeah. Here I, here I am. On a side note, um, I wanted to just share our love for the TV show, The Chosen, <laughs> in case yeah. anybody hasn't seen it before. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is something that um, instead of a devotional book or Advent specific thing with our family this mm-hmm. year, this is how we are helping to orient all of ourselves toward um, what Christmas is supposed to be about and Mm. try to get to know Jesus better. And so we've been sharing those um, episodes with the kids and it's been so good. Yeah, (laughs) it's been so neat. Yeah, just the way, if if any of you have not seen it, we do really encourage you to check it out. It's right now the first season is out on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, you can check it out there, but it's always free. There's an app that you can download for free and cast it to your TV. Studios. They don't have to cast anymore, right? You don't even have to. Well, the Roku, our Roku TV has the Angel app, but I don't know if that Angel Studios app is available on all smart devices. But it is always available for free. That Mm -hmm. is their like mission. Uh, I know several episodes are on YouTube. It might be the whole all both both seasons are on YouTube as well. I think so. Um, But anyway, yeah, it's been it's been great because you know we caution one. For young kids on the first episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just young parents watch it first and or decide if you want to skip that one or summarize parts yeah, or sure, whatever. But. Sure, But yeah, I mean like, you know, one of our kids was saying the other day, it's like, man, I, I love Jesus in that. Like <laughs> he's so, he's so cool. Like he's the man, he's powerful, but he's like so kind. He's, he's a little silly. Like he's just, he's fun. And uh our God, as revealed in the person of Jesus, is a beautiful God. Not boring. <laughs> no, he's he's beautiful and compelling and compassionate and and oh man, yeah, he's the kind of God you want to follow. So, we good? Yeah. All right, we'll be good. <laughs> we'll count it there. So anyway, thanks so much for joining us again for this one. Uh, one more thing. And uh, yeah, if you have any other thoughts or questions about any other sermons or anything else you want us you want us to hit, feel free to reach out to me via email or text Andrea or I. Uh, we'll we'll be sure to talk about it. So thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next Sunday. Take care, everyone. Bye.